0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. You're
1: listening to the Underdog Sports NBA show with host Tyler Laurie and Zandrick Ellison. <laughs> brought to you by Underdog Sports. Tune in every week as Tyler and Zan recaps the biggest storylines and news in the NBA. Welcome to episode 225 of the Underdog Sports NBA show. I am Tyler Laurie and I'm joined as always by my co-host out in LA, Zandrick Ellison. Zan, how are you today?
0: I'm doing well. We had an exciting... Week of basketball news that we kind of missed last week. It's the nature of like weekly recording where we did this whole podcast kind of speculating on whether they could actually fire Steve Nash, sort of far-fetched theory that they might target Ime Adoku. We had mentioned and we made jokes about that. Like yeah, it was we like, thought, oh, like, yeah, yeah, like that would be pretty crazy. And then literally, I'm not even joking. A minute after we finished recording, the news came out that Steve Nash was actually fired, and then later that they were actually targeting me we're pretty, yeah, we pretty makes us look good except for the listeners so i apologize if you heard that late but we were on top of it ahead of time i do
1: think um so there's a couple things at play here right the nets just in general are a bit of a dumpster fire at the moment kevin durant is still a fantastic basketball player probably one of the three best in the world but they're four and seven as of us recording they have suspended Kyrie irving for just uh <laughs> You know, just generally, like not being the type of person that they want on the team right now, and he's not going to be able to join the team until he fulfills a list of six quests to understand why he's not on the team currently. Ben Simmons has been hurt. Uh, we, uh, we
0: don't we dwell on that, but you know, it's interesting about that. He has to meet with certain leaders, blah blah blah. And I remember that shtick with with uh, Myers Leonard, and there was an article that came out, you know, in his PR campaign after he got in trouble and it's like Myers Leonard met with 200 Jewish organizations I'm like geez louise like that's a lot I mean like how do you need hun- you know 199 didn't get the message through you needed that 200th one it just seems like a little arbitrary I don't know whatever yeah, I, I, I think he'll come back eventually though although I don't know do you there's some people think that like there's kind of they're just done with him
1: I have no idea um I don't think I, I will say this like and, and you have been Saying this from the start that like he is not as radioactive, I think, as people think. Right, like if right. he was to get cut by the Nets, I I think someone would sign him. Like I think the Lakers would sign him, and right. I think you know he yeah. he is still a he's an incredibly good basketball. If he
0: player, wants so. to play, if he's correct, if
1: he's. Upward, I have a, then... a I have a friend who is on the more cynical side of things who who thinks that. I don't even remember his press conference, I think was on Thursday last week or Friday, one of the most hilarious press conferences, like obviously very troubling some of the things he wouldn't say. But like, it's not every day when somebody says that they like studied the Oxford Dictionary. And like, that stuff is very (laughs) funny. But uh, one of my friends was saying that like, he thinks that like Kyrie is doing this because it'll keep his platform very large still. And he'll be able to kind of just be a martyr and be like, you know, the NBA's out to get me and blah, blah, blah. Like and I, Kaepernick. I don't Kaepernick's
0: know. still somewhat relevant as an activist versus a football player. Right.
1: And and again, like now there's a difference here is like Kyrie has more money than he will ever know what to do with. Right. Just despite how many $500,000 donations he has to try to make to like the anti-defamation league. But I think that, there is part of Kyrie that like, we've talked about this for years that like he could just up and decide he doesn't want to play anymore.
0: And yeah, that's always a debate. Like how much does he really want it? I don't and,
1: know. And it's not that I think like he doesn't want it. I, I don't even really know how to explain it, but like he's 30 at this point, right? He has won an NBA title and he's got a couple of all NBA awards. Like he's still one of, I mean, I don't know. Like he's still one of the 15 best players when he plays, right? Like he's still an elite basketball player. But it just, it just seems like at this point, like, I'm not saying you'd, like, rather have Russell Westbrook, who presents more of a basketball uh-huh. problem. But, like, I just don't know why you'd want to bring Kyrie to – because, like, I, the, the, the thing that st- stood out to me the most was, like, they talked to Kevin Durant about this. And instead of, like, Kevin Durant saying, like, no, Kyrie shouldn't have said that, he was like, well, I didn't think the organization should have had to get involved publicly. And it's like, no, man. Like, this is entertainment. These are brands. Like, Kyrie doesn't care about protecting his brand, right? Like, this is what his brand is. But, like, Joe Tsai and the Nets, like, they can't have a player isolating an entire group of people. And, and I just – do you think other teams – like, how many owners are just going to be like, all right, we're going to take the risk? Like, may- maybe a, a big national brand like the Lakers. Like, maybe, right? But, like, you're not going to see a team like – I don't know. Like, the Miami Heat aren't going to sign Kyrie Irving.
0: But I think he's making the steps. He's, like, kind of now – Apologizing more, he is talking about doing all the steps. I think he wants to come back. I think he'll come back. I think people will honestly forget about this for a while. After a while, it, it's just a matter of like the what's his desire. Because when I say it, like I don't know how much he wants it, like you know he's an injury prone guy. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt there. But he's played seventy games in three seasons in his career, at least seventy games. And I, I just don't see him. Spe- this is speculation, I don't see him as a guy. Like Vince Carter, that's going to hang around yeah, as a role play player his- at forty. Like I feel no. like he'll be more like a Barry Sanders or Robert Smith, where he's like and, retire suddenly and. Leave. And you
1: know what's you know what's tough about Kyrie? Like there is no defensible, in in my opinion. I, I do think you know you've quietly posited that there are more people than we think that agree with what Kyrie oh, has said. I don't think that's even speculative.
0: I think that's right.
1: I, I'm just crazy. saying, like we don't we don't have anything to actually like back that up. Right? This is an anecdotal comment, but mm-hmm. but I. He has done a lot of like very good charitable things in his career as well. It's like he he is like constantly towing the line between like, oh, I'm a really good person. So like this cancels out the other things that I've done. So I don't know. So so now so Brooklyn saddled with that r- literally right
0: people after have that. layers, Tyler. No one's yeah, good that's true. or bad.
1: He's an onion. But so he he's just over there existing. And he's also a beacon of light, if you have if yeah. you didn't know. But so basically the Nets fire Steve Nash. And essentially, how it went down, I guess, is he went into Sean Marks, and he was like, "Yeah, they're not listening to me." Like,
0: there was a report that Kyrie specifically blew off every play call that he called. I don't know how, how I, uh, formal those play calls are, but I
1: heard a story about when Kyrie returned to the team last year that would align with that story that Kyrie blew off a bunch of play calls. Like, I heard they were doing a walkthrough. And, like, they were going through plays, and then Kyrie was just like, no, and just was like, here's what we're going to run. And, like, they just didn't do anything about it. But anyway, so they fire Steve Nash. I think it made sense, obviously. Yeah. I've told you before, the only time I am ever in favor of, like, firing someone mid-season, I guess there's two things now. Because I think the Timberwolves did the right thing to try to get Chris Finch right away to make sure they got him. But I think, like, if you lose, the locker room is when you should do it. And it's very clear that Steve Nash had lost the locker room. Uh, but then <laughs> we see that, like, The Nets promote Jacques Vaughn to interim, right? And then we see, like, the Nets are going to try to hire Emei Doka. And I think now, uh, what is today? Today is Wednesday, November 9th. I think now it's pretty clear that they leaked that to see what the public backlash would be, right, Zan? Because at first it was like, oh, it's a done deal. It's definitely happening. And Boston seemed very happy to get this, like, $15 million problem off their hands, right? Like, Boston was like, yeah, sure, he can coach. But now it, it seems like Brooklyn is probably not... I mean, it's not done yet. So, what do yeah, we think? It's taken happened? a
0: while to get this contract done because Chris Finch was hired in like three hours.
1: Like o- Yeah, like overnight.
0: Well, it's it's sort of like what our team's willing to put up with. I think with Kyrie or like, let's say Tyree Kill, like when the t- talent is like undeniable, like it will help your team, I think you're willing to excuse a lot. With coaching, I think it's a little murkier because it's like, I don't know how much the coaches really matter. Is Doku that much better than. Mike D'Antoni, who's floating around, you know, whoever. Um, So then they might not want the PR hit. And also, you've mentioned this before. It's like the reporting on the Doku stuff has been so vague. And some people say behind the scenes it's a lot worse than it's been reported. Some people defend him and think it's not. So, like, I don't know how to feel about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, and it, it seems like, so there's this collection of people that thinks, like, Boston should, like, ask for compensation, right? And, and my comment to that is, like, I think it's very clear that Boston is not sure what to do with this, right? I think it's pretty obvious that he's not going to be the coach of Boston again, right? But like, yeah, I
0: think that's true.
1: Right after this report came out, Zan, like Marcus Smart was like, "Oh yeah, we heard there might be a chance he was going to be the coach again. We thought it was just going to be like a little thing. Like we haven't heard anything, and so it's like, what is what is Boston doing? I, I don't think they owe it to anybody." to comment on something that could potentially be an ongoing investigation, right? Especially if there's going to be a civil suit or civil litigation or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. But like at a certain point, like if you're Boston, just, they don't want to fire him. Right. Cause they don't want to pay his contract.
0: So- well, and then Brooklyn, I don't know if his, the business advisors for Joe say like liability wise, if you hire somebody who's known to have some issues and then he has issues again, how liable are you for, you know, getting sued for something else
1: yeah and and uh, my assumption is that like they are very worried boston being they that if they fire Imei doka right now that they will get sued i think right like because
0: yeah it could uh, be like that's why i was surprised that Kyrie got suspended without pay because i feel like there could be some sort of you know Legal issue there too.
1: No, why? Why is there a legal issue for that?
0: Like, he's well, because it's like you know, I see you did he do something that's worth suspending? You know,
1: well, from a from a legal perspective, right? The like a legal perspective, I would say the First Amendment protects you from the government. It doesn't protect you from the nets. Yeah, but maybe it protect. Maybe it protects you from the league. I don't know what like the league's morality clauses on on stuff like that. Yeah, they
0: like, said the union might have gotten involved. I think they're gonna work it out, but
1: probably. Probably, and like I think it's.
0: Like, I know, But the one thing I I read that I think is the least of Boston's problems is like there was some like, oh, why would they let him go to a division conference? Right. Like, I don't think they care about Brooklyn at all at this point. Brooklyn does not look like a real contender. I'm I'm pretty
1: confident that this is so, uh, you know, we do the wins draft every year and the, the Clippers have started to play a little bit better. Like they're over 500 now. But like I was kind of I was kind of like jazz to get Brooklyn where I did like oh yeah value pick like Brooklyn I I, I don't even know if I'd comfortable betting on Brooklyn to make the playoffs like yeah, I right I'm, now they, they were
0: they're, they're in the eleventh spot four and seven it's just they don't look like they have that switch to flip
1: no without another move and it's it's really interesting because like i've said like please don't panic about ben simmons but like now he's missing some games i think he missed three straight like yeah uh, he looked i think it's long passive i I said like wait to december like we want to see what happens with him but at the end of the day like man does he not look like the same guy
0: well, you know, it's like the panic room, like traditional is like that's ultimate panic situation where you're literally like hiding in their panic room because like the home invaders are coming. This feels like the home invaders came and killed all everybody in the house. And now you're just looking at the body. Like, I think it's done. I think it's over. I mean, I I don't think Brooklyn looks at him as like somebody they could build around anymore, at least.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. Honestly, I, I really don't know. I, it's such an odd situation. Like they have three years left on his deal. He's getting paid a lot of money. They need him. They have three year what Kevin Durant's in the first year of a four-year deal. Like, so what are they just going to trade Kevin Durant in the offseason? Like Kyrie Irving will not be under Nets next year, right? Like we, yeah, we feel very I think comfortable the, saying
0: that. I saw a lot of oh, you know, media people like Howard Beck, I saw wrote a long, well written piece about how they need to blow it up now. But I'm like, I don't necessarily think they do. I yeah, would recommend
1: they, they can't blow it up though, And Like right, because they have no they don't they have, have no many
0: picks. picks. And they do have a swap though with Houston, which might actually be a top ten pick. Um Because their own pick might be like in that eight, nine range. Right. You're
1: you're saying that both picks will be in the top ten. So they're not gonna get crushed.
0: Right. But I think that you know, but they also have Ben Simmons for three years for big money. I think the move that kind of makes sense is if you can trade Kyrie Irving, let's just say this isn't gonna happen, but Lakers are so frustrated they trade Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving or something like that. I think the gu- the Nets have enough guard depth, particularly with Cam Thomas, who's getting playing a little bit more and being like the sort of poor man's Kyrie Irving. That they if they get you know some an actual defender like Ben Simmons was supposed to be impact defender, I he's, think still def- he's still a good he's still a good defender. He's still a good defender, but like an impact team defender, you know, like a Miles Turner or Anthony Davis or whoever, like could actually like lift everybody a little bit. We're going to Ben Simmons game. How, how many teams
1: now i know i mentioned this last week but we really i need to go back into our film and i need to see how many teams you've traded miles turner to because <laughs> yeah. well, i just point, don't get
0: it i don't get why teams are not more interested in miles yeah, Turner. I, know,
1: I don't know either but I, I so all that to say like do you think i guess this is this is where we should like finally i, I think like put a bow on this but like do you personally feel like you doka should be a candidate for the Nets? like we we joked yeah. about this before well, right but like what what does Boston owe the league in terms of telling, in terms of like, hey, this is what the situation is. Like, what does the league need to do with their due diligence? Because that's the biggest
0: part of this. It's so
1: odd, Zan. It's like, the league hasn't chimed in at all on this. Like, this is
0: all a Boston thing. Well, I, I, it's so hard to tell without knowing the details. Like, the details, I'm skeptical about, like, the crime, because, like, the the you know, you have the pro-Udoka leaks and the negative ones, and the negative ones are like, he not only had an affair, but he used crude language. And I'm like, how often are you having an affair without crude language involved? You know, like I mean, how I'm formal pretty, and pretty confident that some of the stuff he said
1: to players on his own team that he was not having an affair with was likely crude language, right? Like, Maybe I mean, that was
0: crude. I don't know. Crude language. Okay. I'm not. I'm not canceling somebody over unless it's like you know. My whole thing with free speech is like, if it's a crime, it's a crime. If it's you not, are a
1: huge, you are a huge fan of cancel culture, though. That's, no, one, of I mean, like, de- I, that's one of your biggest. So, that's one of your biggest
0: things. I would let Kyrie play. I don't care about anything. Um, but yeah, I, if he if he's cleared, if like if he just had an affair with a subordinate, I think he's fine to coach. I think he'll be helpful. I just don't know how helpful he could be mid season yeah. trying to fix the defense. He's been there, so maybe he knows something and, and, about the
1: team. You know, he he was able to like definitely flipped the switch in Boston once like the culture got there. I I think one of the issues that I'm struggling with the most is that we haven't heard Jason Tatum say anything. I heard there were some whispers behind the scenes that like Jason Tatum was one of the main reasons why Boston reacted the way that they did about this because like he just was not happy about the situation when he found out about it. But I don't even know if that's true because like, I don't know if like, it seems like nobody knows anything. And so I don't personally feel I don't think the Nets should be allowed to hire Emery Doka right now, unless Boston fires him. Like, I don't think that Boston should. Or what just feel if they like, just like should...
0: trade the contract? Like, they just want to get off the. Contract. I don't
1: even know that Boston should like have to get compensation for him. I just think that like,
0: no, I don't Boston... think that. I think it's like we're we're scheduled to pay him five million a year. You have to take on that contract now.
1: Oh, okay. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, but even that seems like you're just letting Boston off the hook from what their issues are. But again, I, I agree with you. Like hiring Emery Doka, I think he's a fine coach, right? I, I have told you before that coaching does make quite a bit of difference. I think the nets are in a very interesting position in the sense that like, I wouldn't say that they have the most coachable group of guys, but also didn't think that about Boston. And we talked well, like, about Boston show, had
0: Robert Williams. Now we, yeah, they we, had, we like, had like the,
1: we had the a tool. show last year about how like it wasn't working in Boston. And then, you know, three yeah, weeks later true. we were morons. And so like, maybe it will. And they've already, you know, you had been there right a year with KD, I think maybe the year KD was hurt. I don't remember now. It's out of my head. But so I just feel like it's such an odd situation because I just feel like the league is like doing their best to stay out of it. But I do feel like Boston leak. I do feel like the, the Nets leaked this to the media to see what the kind of like uproar would be. And they're still trying to find out if they want to do it right. And Jacques Vaughn feels like a perfectly fine fill in for this team that's likely going nowhere. So
0: yeah, I mean, he's been a head coach. He's allegedly a defensive guy. I guess. I yeah, it seems like he's
1: respected. He's been in Brooklyn what since Kenny? He's Hackett's got the gray team.
0: beard going now.
1: Yeah, it just seems very obvious. That lovely like,
0: Smith beard. What happens with the coaches after like their first job? They get fired. They get the gray beard going. You know, it's like. It's like
1: the presidency, where like you just see the president like four years later, and they just are like withered. Like I don't know. I I think the main the main takeaway that I have about all this, other than the Nets just being a dumpster fire, is that like I just have no confidence in the Nets to like. I think they. I think it's probably reckless to say that they won't make the playoffs just because like they have Kevin Durant and other talented players. But like, man. I I have no confidence that the Nets are would come close to even like competing with like Miami or even like Cleveland at this point or I'm sorry Milwaukee or like Cleveland or like a healthy Sixers team. Yeah, like, I just think I mean, this is hard. Boston. This team is they're just cooked. Like they just feel cooked to me.
0: Well, and the Ben Simmons thing is just so devastating because it's. You know, even if you say best case scenario trade for Anthony Davis, then you still don't have <laughs> like enough second score, exactly. really, third score. I um,
1: know he was doing this last week. I think he only played one since we talked last week, but he's averaging five and a half points a game. Yeah. Probably got to get that into uh double, double figures then.
0: Uh, all right. I mean, go. talk about Philadelphia. Like, hey, you know, Harden got hurt, obviously, but definitely selling at the right time and getting good value for a guy who was more broken than maybe we all thought even.
1: Yeah, and that's what I wanted to talk. The next two things I wanted to talk about were Philadelphia and Toronto because – so James Harden's out for a month with a foot sprain. Disappointing, I think, just because he had started to play quite well to start the year. Obviously, he was – you know, he kind of overcame the – like Embiid was hurt, plantar fasciitis, whatever. But first game he was gone max, he goes for like 45. But he struggled a little bit since Harden has been out. But Embiid's been back and he's been good. But then also Toronto – Wait, can Siak- I interrupt oh. you for
0: a second? Because we did get scooped again. I, I, luckily, we're getting ahead of it this time. It must be like the hour we record is like the news hour. Okay, what do you got? Um, Sham says officially Brooklyn Nets are confirming that Jacques Vaughn will be their head coach going forward.
1: Yeah, that's all right. Great. I'm glad we had this conversation. And I'm glad that like maybe they hire email in the offseason. But like I think it is it just would have been such a bad I mean really two minutes ago. Like, what is going on? Why? What I, I really mean? think it's
0: the time we record is the time where they, like, leak stuff and get it out to the press.
1: Yeah, and I guess you can afford to dump news today because, like, everybody cares about the election right now. So, like, yeah. Oh, actually, it appears that you gave the scoop to Shams, but it appears Woj was actually a minute earlier than oh, Shams. Oh, nice.
0: That's tough it's always you. funny. That it's like watching, speaking of election, Fox News versus MSNBC, like, how they phrase, like, things differently yeah. sometimes. Like, you could tell who where they got their story from.
1: So all right, let's talk about so Toronto Pascal Siakam's out I, I want to say like just under a month uh with a meniscus right, or not a meniscus, a uh like a knee sprain. So uh for those two teams, both of whom I would say uh, I guess I wouldn't say like they're underperforming, but Philly's 5 and 6, Toronto's 6 and 5. Uh, both have very good underlying numbers for teams that are, you know, 500 as a record. Uh where where do you stand on on Toronto right now? They're they're currently fifth behind uh Atlanta, Boston, Cleveland, and Milwaukee. I think we would agree that like we do think Toronto's worse than Milwaukee and Boston and potentially worse than Cleveland. But like in terms of Toronto and and what you've seen from them so far, you know, do you think they're a real threat, I think in yeah. the east and how worried should they be without Siakam?
0: I think they're a threat in the east. I think they just have they kind of have that Boston vibe from last year where it's just like They're just solid one through five, you know, with good defenders and, you know, they have a balanced enough offense to get, you know, Boston had Jason Tatum is maybe the difference, but if you think Siakam will eventually get to that point and get healthy, I'm surprised Otto Porter hasn't done more. He's sort of, you know, hasn't really gotten his groove. There hasn't been fully healthy either.
1: Yeah. He's only played four games. Yeah.
0: But I mean, I think they're very real, honestly, like, and, to the point where, like, I don't even know if they need to make another big move, like, you know, th- like theoretically the Kawhi move a few years ago to get that push them over the top. Cause I think they're in the level of a, you know, top four team right now in the East. And then it's just a matter of superstar upside from there. But I don't know how many teams in the league do you think have that sort of, you know, undeniable ceiling right now?
1: Yeah, I don't really know, because now Phoenix, like Chris Paul, got hurt. Cam Johnson tore his meniscus. Yeah. So, like, I don't like think Like, the Phoenix Clippers don't look great. Golden Milwaukee State looks, looks good, but... Milwaukee looks really good. You would assume, I think, once Chris Middleton comes yeah. back. Like, Milwaukee just looks like the most solid team. But, like, Golden State looks bad. You know, we said good things about Golden State, and it, it looks like the wheels have come off. They needed, you know, like a 50 ball from Steph and a terrible call at the end of the game on a Kevin Herter three to like survive Sacramento the other night. And like, that's, Yeah, well,
0: I think we've gotten spoiled by Duran on golden state or, you know, LeBron on Miami to think that a, cha- a championship team needs to be like this super, super team. And maybe eight out of 10 is good enough to win some years, you know?
1: Yeah. And I don't know if I think Boston, or I'm sorry, I don't know if I think Toronto is at that level. They did lose uh Monday night to Chicago In there, I think that was the first game they played without Siakam. Let me check. They actually played. They played Chicago back to back, and uh, they beat him at home and lost to him in in Chicago uh, both without Siakam. But I do feel like, given how Fred VanVleet started the year, I am concerned about how long Siakam's back and if he's not fully healthy. I, I think he does a lot more for them. I think there's just like natural thing, and it might be from like the bubble playoffs, and when like it it seemed like he couldn't dribble, right? Like, and he just would throw himself at the basket. But like, he's a really good player, and they rely on him to like handle the ball a lot more than I think people realize. Yeah, so I'm not really sure. Game so far, yeah, but like, uh, there's a couple things like right. They they started Christian Coloco, and he's been like pretty okay, which is surprising. That's Toronto just. Sort of does this thing where I don't want to say they like automatically hit on rookies, but like,
0: well, they have I, sort of a type where it's just like long dudes who are like good athletes. And you know, OG and is now th- averaging three steals a game, getting some defensive player the yeah, of the year buzz, but like, he's really good. And they have, you know, at the center spot, they kind of have, like, your approach at running back, which is, like, center by committee, I guess, with Boucher and Chua and 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 Coloco Coloco now. And
1: and so it's, like, Boucher and Coloco kind of offer a similar thing defensively, right? They're both, like, better rim protectors, although Boucher's, like, a little bit, you know, lanky. But he can shoot it. But then they can go small ball five with, like, Precious. And it's, like, it's it's a really, like, interesting look. And they are sort of, like... And, and non- paying those
0: three guys want to combine 12 million a year, maybe. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's cheap for sure. I, they're sort of like the uh, and then they have Thaddeus Young too, who can also, like in a pinch, play small ball five, and then you can put Siakam at the five too. So they, they're sort of like excluding Fred Van Vliet, they're just like the Eastern Conference, like medium ball team, like we've talked about. Yeah, where but they can throw you a bunch of different looks. And they have Kem Virch too, who I believe is injured, but I don't know. I, I like toronto more i think than i did after having watched them play to start the year i like them more if siakam is healthy i i don't know that i think well, they're
0: obviously but i
1: don't know if i think they're a title contender i don't know i mean i like like i don't mean i like the version with siakam more than the version without <laughs> yeah. that would be a really good take for me but I, i'm saying like moving forward like maybe they are a top four team in the east like i think they're certainly better than brooklyn and i think there's i think they're better than miami for sure Um, Yeah, I think they're
0: they're tough. I mean, there's going to be sort of like the bar by which other teams are measured, not that they're the highest, I mean, but like, they're just good, you know, like they are a seven out of 10 team and you have to be good to beat them. Um, And if there are no teams that step up and like take that title leap, then they're going to be in the mix to, you know, conference finals, I think level, you know, I think that's like their level, a natural level of talent um, or maybe around two, but we'll see what happens so then if you're milwaukee like if you're healthy you're probably beating them but you know who knows what happens you know does middleton gonna stay healthy when he comes back is you know we see that all the time you know like stars go down and then the team that's left like the milwaukee title it felt like that like they just yeah it's just like like the
1: the attrition factor they just they just last and that's the thing right like if james, let's just say james harden's injury is worse than people think right And a month i think seemed a little long but you know you, he's an older guy he's coming off a hamstring injury maybe they want to give him some extra time but like let's say this lingers for a lot of a year like that that makes philly quite a bit worse right it doesn't necessarily like with harden i think they're clearly better than toronto but like if harden is diminished or he can't kick it and he's you know let's say like he ends up missing more time like they're probably not the title contender that we thought. And so, you
0: know, it said early in the season, before the season, people are like, there's more wide open than it's been in years. And it, you know, three weeks into the season, it certainly feels like that. Like I would say Toronto, I don't know if they're a title contender, but I think they're going to be in the mix. I mean, and I could say that about ten teams. I think. Yeah, but I also
1: think though. So like, Milwaukee seems pretty clearly to be the yeah. title favorite right now, right? They're nine and one. Started the season nine and zero. Lose to Atlanta the other night in Atlanta. Not really a bad loss. Um, and then Utah's the one seed in the West, which we've yeah. already <laughs> talked about. <laughs> are they Utah? title contender? But they're not a title tell contender. Milwaukee finals. You should. Have and bet Portland it. is the three seed. Like there's there's three teams that are seven and three. Kudos to you. We should talk about Denver, but,
0: and so like. I don't, Denver's seven and three. I feel like they haven't played well. Yeah, you know? I,
1: I know. I feel like nobody's talking about Denver. And Dallas is six and three, which I think is a really good sign for Dallas because they usually start the year poorly. But anyway, like like you said, like of the teams, let's just talk about over five hundred teams. Yeah. The only teams that are over five hundred right now that I don't think are legitimately in the mix to compete for a title. Atlanta's seven and three. And I don't think they can win the title. Utah's nine and three. I just think they'll blow it up. And then Portland's seven and three. And I don't think they can compete for the title. But like the Clippers, Memphis, Dallas, Denver, Phoenix, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, plus throw in like Golden State. I think it would be foolish to count them out. And Philly, like what's that? It's like 11 teams that we think are yeah. like legitimate titles. The sub
0: 500 teams you're talking about. Philly will get right eventually. They're five and six. Yeah. New Orleans, five and five. I like them, but I
1: don't think they're title contenders. And Minnesota, I think will their shooting will even out, and I think they'll be better. It's still it looks like they're not quite title contenders. I don't think they're.
0: I'll tell you this about New Orleans. I don't know if they're title contenders. I do think, not that they can and will beat any team in a series, but I think they potentially could beat any Western team in in a series at least once. But
1: I think don't you think that's the nature of like every Western Conference team being able to beat? Yeah,
0: maybe. I mean, but I wouldn't say that about like Chicago Bulls or something or, you know, the Knicks. I don't think they can beat any team.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying any Western Conference like
0: playoffs. Yeah, the Western one. Conference, maybe. But I don't know if, if Portland makes it. I, I don't think that's true, like you said. Um, right. That's what I'm saying. Like Portland
1: yeah. and, you know, Utah might make the playoffs, right? Like maybe Utah just like, <laughs> forget it. Like, let's just try to get the sixth seed, you know, and, and they go the It would there, be like, weird.
0: That's, yeah, I mean, it has been like the shock of this season.
1: They're good. They're actually good. Like, like (laughs) Will Hardy is going to be obviously like a pretty, I think at the start of the season, no one was betting on him to win coach of the year. But like, if he wins 45 games in Utah, even with this roster, which we think is better than expected, like we we talked about how Vegas was like hedging their win total for like them to trade players. But like if Will Hardy takes this team to the playoffs, like he's going to win coach of the year.
0: Yeah, I still am like he's going to get hired get,
1: in San Antonio like right away because they got enough problems over there too. We haven't talked about Josh Primo, right. right? So
0: if he wants to go to San Antonio, maybe he needs to get a little frisky around the office and oh get that. that what do you doing? <laughs> this, is, this is well. That's how you move teams nowadays. But I think yeah, I think I think Utah will eventually. They're going to so. make some.
1: They're going to make some moves for yeah. sure. You know whether
0: or not you know maybe it's like as much as like
1: Atlantic.
0: remember Oklahoma State city, already had that great. Fun year post blowing it up with Chris Paul, where they made the playoffs, and it's like, isn't this fun? What a plucky, overachieving team!
1: And it was was fun. It was yeah. But
0: at the end of the day, it just delayed the rebuild a year. It didn't really do much for them. Maybe it increased their value slightly, but like, you know, at the end of the day, they still wanted to ultimately tank, and they they kind of got lucky by tanking and getting Chet Holmgren, although he hasn't been playing, obviously. Did they get Uh,
1: lucky? They need to. They need to continue. They got lucky. that Chet Holmgren got hurt, so they can continue to tank this year.
0: That's true. That's almost best case scenario.
1: I did get a text message. Um, You know, we always have to talk about other sports, but so Frank Wright got fired uh, in Indianapolis. That is crazy. And and they hired Jeff Saturday to be their head coach. And Jeff Saturday was an NFL analyst on ESPN. They have nobody on the roster that had called plays. I think they literally cleaned house in terms of like who was you know, on the roster, right? And uh, somebody texted me, I was like, is Jim say, like, you know, so out there that he thinks Victor Wambanyama is an NFL <laughs> prospect and he needs to tank for him? Because, like, just one of the most curious decisions there is, but I think...
0: Well, I know, was trying to think of the NBA equivalent because it's it's obviously a lot harder to coach in the NFL. I mean, it yeah. seems more involved,
1: at least. Uh, I mean, but, like, this isn't even, like, you know, like, Derek Fisher got hired right, right after right. he retired. So did Jason Kidd. Like this yeah, would almost be like insane. I think and, go ahead, sorry.
0: I was gonna say, like the one that came to mind would be Oklahoma City hiring like Nick Collison, just because mm, he was like yeah. a very liked
1: player. And he's like special assistant to the organization. Yeah. And, like cause that's what Jeff Saturday was like a consultant. I mean, I think what this is I I, I don't know this for sure, obviously, but I would imagine that Jim Mersey wants to hire Peyton Man, right? Like I think like that's ultimately the thing, and maybe you know, Peyton and Jeff Saturday are very close. Like maybe he thinks he can install Jeff Saturday as head coach and bring Peyton in as like offensive coordinator and get the or back
0: GM, maybe, him. you know, I
1: don't, and that's the thing. I don't know. But in basketball, I just think it's so different. Right. Because like, I think if you, let's just, well, let me, let me just like, you picked uh, a pretty good example, but like, let's just use a current media member. Right. Let's say Brooklyn hired Richard Jefferson. Right. Yeah. He probably would be like, not terrible. Because no yeah it's
0: it's a totally different job
1: you don't have to be like the ceo you don't have some yeah. coaches under you also like more individual talent like i thought like like given this situation the Colts should have just hired like whoever won the madden bowl to call plays for them because it would just be very cool in a season that you know, well and was you obviously saw, like, a it, bust.
0: It can't. it's not as easy as we're saying because steve nash obviously had trouble with it in a ch- no, difficult no. situation but it's it was very bizarre um i but you know what like a lot of people were like, "Hey, they should have given another candidate a chance." I, I don't. And a lot of people outraged because they want to give a you know a minority coach a chance, maybe, but because they don't get a lot. But I would say, like, is th- is this a real legitimate chance in Indiana for Jeff Saturday? I have no right. It like, feels I mean? like they just hired him to tank. So and he's good, good. He's good with the media. The
1: he's like super well liked there. Like it keeps him relevant. I did see that. Like he had a quote <laughs> that was like. They were like, you know, are you worried that he doesn't have any experience? And he was like, I love that he doesn't have any experience. Then he's not like shrouded against like analytics and like making tough decisions. And I was, just well,
0: like, I think, yeah, it was weird because it's good, was, you know, which is great. Was he into analytics or anti analytics? I think though? he was into them. But Frank I thought he was like, like against like, them because he goes with his gut. He doesn't, I don't know about no. like, Frank he doesn't even Rice know
1: football. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. But I just, but so anyway, like, I think it's funny because this year in the NBA, I, I think it's, it's very clear. I, I think I was. I don't know. As I watch more film of, uh, one like it's really hard to, it's really hard to watch him and like, not think that he's going to be the best player in the NBA at a certain point, which I, I I don't remember. I don't recall like the last guy, LeBron was definitely the last guy that I watched. And I was like, he can definitely be the best player in the NBA, you know, like other guys like Durant, Anthony Davis, even like Zion, you're like, ah, if everything breaks well, like they can, they could maybe be the best player in the NBA, but like this dude, like, you know, if you're Oklahoma City, like I I think as long as Chet's gonna be long-term healthy, you're like high five in each other. Because like
0: oh, yeah, I you're agree. gonna have a real
1: chance to get a guy and, that is a franchise altering talent.
0: And no one's a guarantee, like LeBron, no, no, of course, you know, sort of spoiled us again to reuse that term, but just like the guy who actually lived up to the hype, because 99% of the time they just don't. Yeah, you think somebody's gonna be the best case scenario and then they underwhelm you. I
1: but mean that's I how do every- think
0: at this stage in his career as a prospect like i don't know how you don't consider him better than anthony davis or yeah you know, i mean carl we, anthony towns like or we, whoever we
1: talked about this before right like he is the best prospect since and i i think that i think that like saying he's the best prospect since anthony davis isn't saying that you think anthony davis is better than him just that like there hasn't been this like you know great consensus of like these dudes are you know, like again, franchise altering talents. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about Zion and what he meant for like your marketing. But it, I mean, I love Zion. But
0: he is like a creative player, right? <laughs> it's like if you were it's doing insane. it, in NBA like 2 k you'd stretch it out to seven five shooting. you make him seven,
1: like couldn't you
0: make your guy like seven seven or oh, seven maybe. nine? Well, I wasn't asking you actually because college basketball started Ugh, and don't remind me. It's, it seems like a very disappointing season for an NBA fan because. You know, Victor's overseas, Scoot Henderson. Well, I'm not totally sold on as a surefire. I think he's pretty good, Scoot Henderson. But he's in the G League. The the Thompson Thompson twins twins are an overtime overtime, elite. Overtime, yep. So there might not be a college player in the top three. Is can you give us like anybody that you are actually excited about as a potential top five pick that we should watch in college? I mean,
1: I I like Nick Smith a lot. Uh, I just think he's very creative. Who is? it? People might not know who he is. Plays for Arkansas, combo guard, probably more of a two than a one, but. I really like Nick Smith. Um, the other guy that I, I truly, truly, really like a lot, and he's hurt right now, but like I really like Dariq Whitehead from Duke. Like as a, and I don't even know if he has a chance to go in the top three, honestly, because I, I think people think he's like too solid, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's just a really good, like winning, like wing player. He guards. He's great in transition. He can handle the ball. He's a good shooter. Like. I don't know if people are. I honestly don't know where he really is on boards. I'd be surprised.
0: He's if in that, the top ten. Like yeah, I think people look at him as like 10. a Keldon Johnson, like good starter type. Yeah,
1: maybe, I, I I really like him a lot to be honest. Like more so than than guys like that traditionally. I think the other guy, um, I'm lower on Cam Whitmore, who plays for Villanova. He's hurt, but I, I think you know people have had him in like their top ten. Uh, I, I really like, um, I really like Grady Dick actually who plays for Kansas, which is a rarity for me because, you know, he is a uh, white, but, um, I'm a fan of him, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know that there's any like definitive, like you kind of mentioned this to me, like who do you think is going to go three if it's mm-hmm. going to be a college player? Cause Brandon, uh, what's his face? Brandon uh, Miller for Alabama played really well the other night. Right. But I don't really have an answer for that. Like I'm not sure who the first college player off the board is going to be. If I but had, if to, we're
0: talking about like, hey, you know, good solid prospects, maybe Keldon Johnson type. Talk about how important the lottery is going to be because it's like either you get Keldon Johnson or you get potentially like Cream Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, like, it,
1: it is a big deal. The, you know, the other guy that I actually do think has a chance to be Gigi Jackson. Um, was number one in the class of 2023 and then reclassified. He was committed to North Carolina and committed to South Carolina. He They opened their season Tuesday night against South Carolina State, and he had a double-double, but he is really young. Like, he's 17. And if he has a big year for South Carolina as a freshman, as kind of a combo forward, I think he could really shoot up draft boards. Because I, I do think, like we saw last year, teams are – they do value that extra year. Right of age, I think that does matter. Yeah. Like we did see it with like Jalen Duran, maybe going ahead of Mark Williams, and you know Jabari Smith was pretty young. Maybe if he's older, he's not in the top three. I don't know. It looks like Paolo is amazing anyway, so probably
0: no. But the Jabari Smith thing was, t- you know, tatted a lot how young he was. He was really Paolo young, was. like yeah.
1: youngest guy in the draft, whatever. And so I think there's a chance that Gigi Jackson is uh, going to really fly up boards if he plays well. But I, I don't. This is not a great college crop of players right we'll see some older guys get drafted in the first round like you know Caleb Love probably has a chance to get into the first round Jeremy Roach from Duke but I I don't think this is the type of class where like we're going to be in the NCAA tournament and have, you know, 60 guys we need to watch just because yeah. of the way things are now. Right. Like,
0: I just hope one of the guys emerges, like, whether it's Nick Smith and suddenly he's talked about, like, whatever, even a Bradley Beal type, like somebody to get excited about.
1: Brad, Brad Beal seems like a reasonable, uh, I mean, he played for Brad Beal Elite. So, um,
0: I did but not I, know that, I don't know.
1: I, I like, I like Nick Smith. I, I mean, he's, he's good. He's, He's definitely like more of a three-level scorer, which I don't know. If there's anybody else that's quite that good with the ball in their hands, but he's not like an amazing athlete either. But he's a good enough athlete, so I don't know. But this year, there's a lot of older players in college too, right? So oh, yeah, at what team- point,
0: though? Like, say you're San Antonio five and six, Oklahoma five, uh, four and six. Like, how long can you kind of contend before you like pull the zip line? And I don't know. Full I-, the tank? I think
1: you can do it for a while, right? Like. I don't, I don't know. Like a team like San Antonio, we talked about them at length. Like if they get Victor, like, man, maybe they're a title contender in like two years if he's as good as we think. You yeah, know, it's like going to be, it's going to be interesting for dunking. teams
0: that are like Indiana five and five, Washington, five and six, you know, Sacramento wanted, Sacramento wanted to compete They're three and six. They still might have a chance, but at what point do you think it's not worth it? To Probably none, the right? They're on,
1: they're on yeah. the front end of contract. It's Mike Brown. De'Aaron Fox looks awesome. I think if you're Sacramento, you're more likely to like move Harrison Barnes and see what you can do to make yourself better in the future. But like, I think for like, really in like Washington, it. the same way, like Porzingis has had a great start to the year.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, there's not that many like outrageously tanking teams right now.
1: No, honestly, you got to feel good for the Lakers.
0: <laughs> the Lakers, whose pick goes to. New Orleans. New Orleans, that would be interesting. Could you, imagine? if New Orleans awesome. wins honestly, the title, New Orleans winning the lottery would be awesome. All right, so the title the last and the lottery in the same year. When's the last time that happened?
1: Here's the last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so, before the season, you always give your best bets, and uh, you yes. had some very good success, honestly, in giving them. A, I don't like to give you credit. No, really, I'm getting,
0: only Tyler Hero, but some others. But I'm getting close. smoked in the wins
1: draft this year. Like it's pretty clear I'm seating my throne as like the NBA expert. So, you were very adamant that Giannis was like super smart money, right? So based on right now, uh on basketball reference, the MVP favorites are Giannis at 30% and then Luca at 60%. Mm. So I kind of want to hear what you think of like that race right now of Giannis versus Luca, because like, what else That's can Giannis really question. do? Like he's, averaging, so he's it's, averaging. It's
0: clear just by the way you said that, the, the odds and Giannis excellent two-way player team was nine and oh objectively he's mvp and but the media wants something new they want the new face luca it's his time people have been waiting for him to take that leap so like all ties are going to go to luca
1: i would agree i would agree with that like like so, this is this is a good example of like an election where like if you're a democrat you need to outperform republicans by like two or three percent right. because of the way the electoral colleges if this is Giannis needs to clearly beat luca donchich yes. and he's i going think that MVP.
0: And I, so I would think he's probably number two in that sense right now because, you know, Dallas is six and three and rising and they might be a top three seed. Um, so if unless there's like a – unless Milwaukee is like number one with a bullet, I think it's going to yeah, be Yeah, like hard. if they win
1: 65 games or something yeah. and Middleton misses a lot of time like me. I mean, Giannis is averaging 32-12 Five and then two and a half stocks a game. <laughs> but but like Dallas
0: is built so minutes. well to help Lucas like MVP candidacy, just by like he's mm-hmm. the guy. Yeah, Lucas Lucas scoring thirty six points a game and
1: he's shooting less than thirty percent from three. Like, I, but that,
0: that's why like, I still think people don't fully appreciate how much your teammates affect your stats in the sense where. Part of the reason I bet it for Giannis is because Chris Middleton was out. And I'm like, that helps Giannis' stats because those yeah. stats are going to funnel to him. Conversely, I did not bet on Jokic because, you know, having Michael Porter back, having Jamal Murray will hurt his stats. And sure enough, he's averaging 20 points a game and not in this conversation anymore.
1: No, uh, and and you know, like Jokic will get hot at some point. Yeah, he'll get there out. and get like, back
0: into the top five kind of conversation. <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: Luca's numbers are like are like patently absurd from like an advance. But I do
0: think it, I think it's a two man race. Honestly, it might be. Yeah, I here. wonder
1: I wonder how quickly we can say that it's not going to be anything but a two man race. Yeah, like I right? would
0: take those two over the field.
1: So Donovan Mitchell, I think they have third right now. I actually just closed it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think is third. I doubt that he stays up there. But I, honestly, Cleveland's been very good, and he's had quite a good year. Jokic is fourth. We talked about his numbers. Tatum is fifth. I mean, he's averaging 30 a game.
0: The like, only, honestly, yeah, I could who, see. who
1: do you even think can get into the mix?
0: Right. I think it's a really high, high task because of Luka and Giannis. John, Mar- and John maybe Morant. Maybe gets there. John Morant, if they get the one seed, maybe, maybe Tatum, if they get the one seed. But I think that's what they really need. I
1: mean, yeah, maybe, maybe John Morant doesn't feel like, doesn't feel like Durant can get in the mix, doesn't feel like Booker can get in the mix, really. Like I and mean, doing t- the research
0: for, for that column, it's it's very clear. It's there are two ways to win: either like you have clearly the best stats, or you're the one seed, and you know you're the like the sort of narrative. You know, it's your year kind of guy like Derek Rose style. Um, can Paul George get in the mix? Like he's no, playing. I just don't see him doing it. He's you know? playing really
1: well. They just beat Cleveland. It was at home. He had a huge game on Monday night. Like, can can Paul George get in the mix?
0: Can Laurie Markkinen get some love if they're the ones? I who? think.
1: I honestly, I don't think Laurie was on the list. I had I it up, but Laurie Markkinen's like having a very good year. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: would be the funniest. So. It's
1: pretty surprising that he's. But I think
0: Zion like, is somebody we talked about. Laurie, they Zion.
1: have Laurie Markkinen ninth, point yeah, three percent go. chance to win.
0: But I think that, and if anything, we would like win in the field because Zion doesn't look like he's going to get to that level. No. I don't think. Um,
1: can we talk about Lucas? Embiid, it's percent? not
0: Embiid's year. It's not Harden's year.
1: Yeah, I wonder about Embiid because obviously he hasn't played. He was kind of injured. Like maybe they they go crazy with Harden, you know, out. Maybe Embiid can really pick up this the slack. But let me let me read some stats. And again, we've played nine games. Okay, so we're like you know, an eighth of the way through the season. <laughs> Luca's leading the league in her, which we don't really care about. Like uh, it's good. It's not great. Shooting uh 63% true shooting, that's five percent higher than his typical than his career high. Uh leading league in assist percentage, 48.4% assist percentage, leading league in usage percentage, leading league in offensive win scores, leading league in total win scores, leading league in win scores preferred 48 box plus minus and value of a replacement player. So obviously those stats are made up because you know right. they're just but- algorithms, but he's averaging 36 uh 36 8 and 8 and he's shooting 52 point like 52.5% from 2, 78% from the line, free throw attempts have gone up four per game like I mean the guy is just an absolute juggernaut in terms of how they play and
0: well you've said he's the best offensive player and I think there's I, I don't, I don't argument know for, Go ahead, I was going to say he's just easy if you talk about most valuable like he is sort of like a one man offense, you know, yeah, I like, don't. He, it's easy to build around him.
1: It's funny. Like I would argue if you said to me like right now, and we've talked about this before, like I think Luca is clearly the, I think Luca is the best offensive player in the NBA. I think he's the hardest guy to game plan for. I think he, the amount, the way he sees the game, the way he counters and the way that like he can beat what you throw at him. Like it's, it's very LeBron esque in a lot of ways, obviously it looks different, but I don't know that I think he's more valuable than Giannis because like if you just drop Giannis onto a team, like I think there's a better chance, like you're saying, right? Like, like Dallas has built this heliocentric offense around Luca, and I don't think it's going to help them win a title. I, I think it's pretty clear. Like, is he going to be good enough and and carry the team all the way throughout the playoffs? Maybe, but it's not that easy to do. Whereas, like Giannis, because of the way that you can play with him, like he can just kind of play anywhere on offense, and like he's going to be a game breaker on defense. Like, he just appears to be more valuable
0: in a vacuum to me. I, yeah, like, I think the way to think about it, maybe this might be a little complex, but let's just say there was like a cloned average roster, you know, like, average it's a team of Chetty average. Osmonds, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a good way, but it, yeah, maybe a slightly better. Cause then everyone in the league, if you didn't muddle with that would be, you know, 41 and 41. Right. Exactly. And then you place one of these superstars on a team. I think the team with Giannis, to your point, Would have the biggest bump in wins versus any other star, you know, if you did that same exercise with Luca and Lebron and everybody else. Like the team with Giannis would win 50 games, and the team with Luca would win 48 48 games, and so on. It's close, it's close. And like you said,
1: I think I don't expect Luca to average 35 points a game. Although when Harden did it, I didn't expect Harden to average over 35 points a game either. So we'll see. Um, I don't know if Luca can keep up, like kind of like this pounding that he's had to take. He's taken it every year, but he's typically come into seasons more out of shape and not, not quite as much ready to go, but they're better defensively. He's better defensively so far. I don't see any reason why we would expect him to tremendously slow down unless he gets hurt. But I also, I also just think that like like Giannis is just like on another planet. So my thing is like, I would, I would expect Giannis's performance to be much more replicable. If that makes sense, like replicable, As the season goes on, because this is just what he does. But I do think you're right. I think Luka probably should be the odds-on favorite, given what we know about how the electorate
0: votes. It's funny that somebody posted about there hasn't been an American to win MVP since, I think, James Harden in like five years ago. Uh, Because Giannis won, and then Jokic. I don't think there's any American who could win it this year either. Or maybe in the foreseeable future, because you have Giannis and Luca, and and if you think Victor could be an MVP, yeah. Would you
1: vote? Would you vote over half an MVP for like
0: Tatum, Steph Curry,
1: like that kind of like older American crew? And Tatum's obviously young, but like Tatum's kind of like the Tatum's a good one, right? Like Like, like, half. Do you think he's going to be an MVP candidate? Is Paolo Bicker going to be an MVP, MVP candidate in four years?
0: That's a great question. Cause I think Tatum is going to have a long career with a good team. Maybe one of those years, they, you know, they were the ones, they weren't the one seed last year, but they were, if they were the one seed, they win 60 games. He's averaging 30 points a game. I I guess I would say he'll win one,
1: but this Tatum season will probably stack up amongst like what would normally win an MVP. But the problem is, you know, Drew Hanlon will tweet a lot about it, like how Luka, you know, it's, it's, it's built for him, whatever. But, you know, Tatum's averaging thirty points on fifty, thirty-seven, eighty-eight. Like, it's pretty damn good with seven and a half rebounds, four assists, and he's a good defender. Like, yeah, and and the early
0: narrative, like if they had started nine and zero, maybe there would be a lot of buzz about that, and then it would like stick with him for the year. I don't know. Yeah, uh, right but now, seven
1: and three, right? Right, and, like, but that's
0: the difference, though. You know, in terms of like the narrative, I don't know. I kind of
1: feel like I kind of feel like Giannis is, is like a little bit uh Underrated, <laughs> so. underrated yeah, like, under the radar underrated like we just expect the Bucks to be good and we just expect him to be good but they're missing their second best player and drew holidays played absolutely terrible on offense to start the year and like what is, just it's like, just yeah, it's so fine. hard
0: to win mvp like i wouldn't bet my house on victor winning an mvp one day i think it's just too hard it's you know the, to stay healthy for 75 games to play you know elite level you never know that's very fair for sure that's very fair uh, Luca, right. though Luca, I would bet on winning an MVP at least.
1: All right, why don't we uh, wrap it up a little early? You got any other thoughts? You got any NFL thoughts? Any election thoughts? I anything? know. I'm sorry.
0: Sorry, you were a big Herschel Walker fan. I know. It's, you know, you just want to lock in that win. You're not sure yet.
1: Right.
0: I just I like doing this show with you every week. I, <laughs> <be Alex>. sure. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't want to get political, but no, who's he gonna might move? be the dumbest guy I've ever seen, like, be a candidate in anything. <laughs> he might be the dumbest guy. I've in a school seen. election, in a HOA <laughs> meeting election, in anything. <laughs> <laughs> in anything where there's voting, he might be seems, the dumbest candidate I've ever seen. And he's see- going to be maybe a senator. Yeah, know.
1: who knows? It looks like George is going to run off. Um, but, yeah, all right, that's good. Uh, nothing else on the NFL. Probably shouldn't just give you an open forum anymore because it's just like, what are you going to say? But uh, he is Zan underscore Ellison on Twitter and Reddit. Uh, you can email the show at Zandrick Ellison at gmail.com. And uh, as always, Zan, some care. Thanks for listening to the Underdog Sports NBA Show with your host, Tyler Laurie and Zanric Ellison. Tune in next week for more NBA storylines and news.